you know what? Nothing pithy here. We're talking about housing in this issue of the Carbuncle Chronicle. Hello and huzzah, adventurers, and welcome once more to the Carbuncle Chronicle, your podcast for everything awesome in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm Basil, and I play a very happy Lollafell who's got his Carbuncle house named 4K Rituske. I'm Anna. I play a character named Cormia Rituske on Leviathan and Adamantoys, and I have a really cute Moogle house. I'm Dylan. I play an Ellison White Mage named Alter Greywind, and I live as I live in the forest, or as close as you can get. So your house is in lavender beds. Uh yes. And not not only is it in the lavender beds, but I've just collected pretty much every tree I've come across and dropped it in my front yard until I can't place any more items. Nice. That, that's actually how I did my front lawn. For for my house, even though it's in the mist. Uh. My house is in the mist. My apartment's in lavender beds. And my FC room is in the mist. Because there's all sorts of different ways that you can do housing in this MMO we call Final Fantasy XIV. Because that's its name. So yeah, we thought, we've talked about dungeons before, and we're currently all embroiled in the new patch, and... Well, we just wanted a good topic we could sort of just riff on. And, and housing is always a popular thing, and it doesn't always change. I mean, there's constantly things changing, but it's mostly just the housing items that you can get, whether it's outside or inside. And one reason we, we decided to pick this topic for this week is they recently made a post letting us know that new housing wards would be available in 5.4 so new housing things will be coming up soon and we've all been playing this game for a minute so we have lucked out in getting our houses and whatnot including one very fateful christmas morning my god that was the worst (laughs) christmas where Anne and i would constantly because that was the the first time they had finally introduced destruction of housing where yes if you don't walk into it within 45 days they destroy it and put it back up for sale yeah this was the very first round of demolition and people had been scouring the wards trying to find who owned what house looked into lodestone saw when the last time the person had logged in was you know, we had a few houses we were looking at that we knew were going to go up. We knew these houses were getting destroyed and we knew those plots were going to be available. And I believe this was the first time we both were going after private housing because we had done FC housing before, but we had never bought our own houses. And 
We knew it was going to happen on Christmas. We just didn't know when on Christmas. So that that day, probably from what, 2 a.m. until about 2 p.m. Every hour, Basil and I would wake up and check the game. We would stay logged in next to the plots we were looking at. Every hour we woke up and checked the game. Yeah, but then I... Because this was a case of people figured out it was going to be Christmas. Like, it wasn't intentional by the game developers that it was Christmas. It had just been every few times there'd be like a, a maintenance or this and that. And that would push back the time. And so because it was the first time everyone was watching like Hawks and people had figured out that based off of, you know, theorizing and, and, and assuming based off all the various patches and maintenance and this and that, that if it was going to happen, it was happening on Christmas. And it's true. Like it happened around like, was it around two in the afternoon? It, it was between two and three in the afternoon. I want to say it was two. And we were asleep. I was sleeping on the couch. Basil was asleep in the chair. And next thing I hear is, Anna, wake up. It's uh, it's done. Anna, wake up. They're, they're down. <laughs> and I wake up. I start clicking on the sign. Basil goes, I got the house. And I clicked on mine. And the person that was that had been standing there with me the whole time, they ended up getting that house. I think I ended up getting, I don't think I got one that time. I did get one in Shiragane later. Yeah, when you got yours at Shiragani when that, when that unveiled. You, you, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first time trying to get a house and I failed. I did not get it. And admittedly, because I remember that time where I was going and checking places, this and that, and I had found, like, the, I had picked out the plot that I thought was the least desirable in the mist. Because it was, like, the furthest, it was, like, a small house it was the furthest away from any bell or market board. Like it was, you, you kind of had to do a turn and a twist to get to it. But I'm like, aha, no one's going to want this plot. So that's going to be my house. I think I did something similar where when I started looking for a house, I intentionally looked at the bottom of the list first. Because I figured everyone else would be like, oh, I want to get like the low number wards, you know, and I'm like, I just want something that that's going to come open when I'm online. I was but shocked when I got the one I got in Shiragane. It's there was a market board in my front yard. Like it was the, probably one of the most desirable spots. And I still don't know. I, I, I did sort of what you did is I went to the very last ward, you know, got in went there got it and i was like holy crap did i just get this house i eventually moved it later to the mist to be in the same ward as my fc house but for a while i had prime real estate in shiragane i i have a vague idea of where the market board and everything is in relation to my personal house but i never use it like i always if i'm gonna use that stuff i always port to um the fc house because I didn't care. I just, you know, I just wanted a house. Right. So what is housing? It It's a, a plot of outside and inside land that you can customize and and make your own. Kind of like Animal Crossing does. Only it's in Final Fantasy fourteen, And so you've got to be, I think, level 50, right? you got to be level 50. You have to... 
the second lieutenant and one of the grand companies for personal housing. Uh, you do have to be ranked six or higher as a free company for free company housing. And a player and an FC can only have one house each at this point. So when housing started, it was released in patch 2.1, and that was just for free company housing. Then people were like, well, we want our own housing. But that didn't happen at first. In fact, the first thing that happened was they add what they call personal rooms for free company houses, where if you're, I think, again, you know, level 50 and a certain rank in your free company, you can buy a personal room and your free company house. And that was their initial idea of, okay, there you go. Your free company can do stuff in the free company house if you have the free company permissions, but you can have your own little personal house, per personal room in the free company house so you can play with it yourself. That wasn't good enough. People wanted their own houses. So they decided to open up personal housing in patch 2.38, where it was the same sort of plots in the various... Um, residential districts but it can be purchased by people or free companies still was not enough and so in patch 3.4 they introduced the concept of apartment buildings which were essentially whether you were in a free company or not you could get an apartment which is, was essentially the same size and scope as a personal room for a free company house only they were in these apartment buildings. And since their installation, they've even expanded on them because I believe when you when they first introduced the apartment buildings, you couldn't stable a chocobo there. And these were meant for people who either didn't have an FC or didn't have an FC house or you know things of that nature because the apartments themselves are the same dimensions as an FC room. It's just one big room. And But a lot of people, if they didn't have an FC house, they wanted somewhere to stay with their chocobos because that's how you would train them to get levels or you would be able to change their colors. And so eventually they added those to the apartment buildings. I believe people are still hoping for some kind of garden aspect, but I don't believe they've talked about that in a long time. I am... And no way a developer, but I'm pretty sure that housing has had a weirdly hard hit on their server usage and whatnot. So it, they, it seems like it's hard for them to spin up new housing. Like they're always constantly having to wait until they can prepare to introduce like more wards. Because what we have, I guess we should point out, there are different residential districts based off the various city-states that exist within the world of Final Fantasy XIV. In Limsa Lamensa, you have the Mist. In Gradania, you have the Lavender Beds. In Ulda, you have the Goblet. And Shiragane is the housing area. And uh, Kugane, or the eastern areas like in Doma. And so, in each of these housing wards, of which there are many, there are a bunch of housing plots of various sizes, like small, medium, and large. And then there's also 
uh, subplots. Is that what we call them? Subdivisions. Subdivisions. Where it's it's another, pretty much another copy of the same ward, just so that way people can... You have to sort of go to the subdivision with through teleporting on the Aetherites. So it's not as nice as just going into a ward. But it was yet another way they could get more plots for me people to buy more houses. And honestly, it was because of subdivisions, uh, RFC was able to get a mansion. It was the first time they implemented the subdivisions is when I was able to get the mansion for RFC. No, I was pretty sure we got it because it was the same time. No, no, it wasn't because it was Shiragane when that that housing happened. No, 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 because Shiragane, we all went after mansions in Shiragane because you, we were told, or we, I say, you as our FC, FC leader, we had all decided if we can get a mansion in Shiragane, we'll move. And we all tried to get mansions in Shiragane and none of us could because those were prime real estate. We didn't get the mansion until the first uh, installment of the subdivisions because I went to the, because I believe we're in like Ward 17 or something. Like I went to like the bottom of the subdivisions or the new wards and that's how we were able to get in. Like we, we aren't in a subdivision, but it was the introduction of the subdivisions that we were able to get in because they had added new wards and subdivisions. I, I know. I think subdivisions were already a thing because we had all agreed we did not want a subdivision because we had found them annoying. Right. But, but we so got into it because were... they, they added two through wards 18. They added up to 18 wards and subdivisions. No, I but think we were able to get in. Subdivisions were already there, though. They just added more wards, and with those wards came with subdivisions, but subdivisions were already a thing. Did this. You're right. No, you are right. We tried in Shiragane for Shiragane. We we couldn't get it. But then they, then at some point, a little bit afterwards, like in a different another patch, they added like a bunch of extra wards and subdivisions for everywhere, including Shiragane. It was all it was for all four districts. And that's when we got the the uh the mansion. And they've also introduced to where there's now a timer where when a house becomes either deactivated or, you know, demolished, or if someone moves, they, they've implemented the thing where you can move your house. And if there is an available spot, you can't, there's always a timer on them. And no one knows how long the timer's going to last. It can last anywhere from a couple of hours to 24 hours. And we've seen people stand at these houses for more than 24 hours to purchase a house. But there's a way to get around the timer, and that is if you relocate. That's if you already own a house and you you find a house in another ward or another area entirely, then you can just move straight through it and buy it and because i did that when new wards were opened up in the mist when we got our mansion for our fc there were so many houses available i decided to move my house from shiragane to a house there in the mist to be with my fc ward and we also realized it worked because i had my little my small house but when we moved 
RFC house from the medium plot to the large plot, I was standing in front of our medium plot that had just been vacated. And I was like, I wonder if I could buy this. And then I bought it. And that's how Basil got a medium house. Yeah. I guess it was, it was the old FC plot. Which is funny because one of our other FC mates, uh, Doug, who's been on the podcast before, he ended up buying the small house that the FC relocated to the medium house from. So the houses had been in the FC even after we've moved. It was pretty neat. It's true. So I, whenever I go back to my personal house, it's I'm, it's always like, oh, these are all the old neighbors we used to have that I guess I still have. Because once you have a mansion, you ain't giving that up. So I guess I should also point out that there are essentially four different dimensions of housing. The smallest is, of course, the three company room slash apartment size. Then you could have a little house, a small of the cottage. There's the small type where you have two floors and you can have 200 pieces of furniture inside and 20 in the yard. And you can have some people to do sell, 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 sell you stuff. And you can have a garden patch outside. Then you've got the medium house, which gets you three floors. You can do 300 pieces of furniture inside, 30 in the yard, and you can have like eight vendors and a two garden patches. And then you have the large or the mansion, which are like three big gigantic gigantic floors and 400 pieces of furniture, 40 in the yard, 10 vendors, three garden patches, ah, 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 and it's not enough space. It's not. It really isn't. We've completely maxed out our FC house. Like, right now, I'm in in talks. One of our FC members wants to add all of the crafting facilities into the house, and I'm saying, no, we need those spaces for holiday decorations. Wait, what what crafting facilities? There are these crafting pieces of furniture that can go into houses or apartments or anything, and they give you sort of a buff. It's kind of like eating food and things like that, but if you use the, you interact with them and you use them to craft, like if you're culinary there's a stove, and for each crafting class there's a specific item. And when you interact with it, you get like a buff and stuff while you're using it. But I believe it's only really useful up to level 30. I may have picked some of those up, actually, because I know I want to say they were something you could spend like your scripts on. So I was like, okay, sure. Let's throw this in the house. Yeah, there there are definitely things that you could have. Like I actually didn't mention that there are crafting facilities that you could install in each of the houses which you which I think gives you a boost up to a certain level is how they work so if your crafters already max the facilities really do you no good but as you're leveling up if you want to have crafting facilities that'll help boost you until you're there they're they're nice so right now demolition is being paused because one of the things they have now done with demolition is that if there is some sort of catastrophe happening, they will pause demolition. Like there have been a few times in Japan where there have been very bad things happening uh, weather wise. Uh, Currently we're currently in a big pause 
due to, well, yay, COVID. It's a thing, and it's, boy, is it a, boy, is it a bad thing. So, demolition is paused. So, right now, if you haven't logged in in 45 days, you're safe. Until one day when they decide to turn it back on, when the world is better again. So, what can you put in a house? Well, there are lots of things you can put in a house. Like, we mentioned crafting facilities, and that's useful. Other useful things are things like your summoning bell, the armoire, the, oh my gosh, the wonderful man who cuts your hair. Genelo. Yeah, that guy. You can have his, you can have his bell. So you can get your hair cut and not to go nowhere. Uh, you can do the never-ending journey. So if you want to go look at cutscenes. Now you cannot access the glamour dresser. Because if two people access the glamour dresser at the same time, the world ends. Or at least you crash the server. Or something equally catastrophic and Yoko Taro bad. Which is apparently why the glamour dressers are only in in-rooms. Because it is so volatile, they can't let two people have even the chance of interacting with it at the same time. That seems weird, but I guess it's it's something that takes a lot of processing power, Since I, I assume, since you're switching um, gear. I mean, I have to assume it's the same reason that you get the, you can't apply glamour plates here, or different places yeah because the glare plates you can only apply if you're in the equivalent of a city state which includes the the housing because your housing is considered part of its adjoining city state but you can also have all sorts of furnishings you can have chairs and tables and vases that you can grow little flowers in. You can have makeshift little... Makeshift toilets. <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll have actual toilets. Right now you can have makeshift toilets. And we have trophies from various primals and other things you fight in the game. You can have Christmas trees. You can have Halloween decorations. You can have bars. There's so many things can have aquariums to show fish that you've caught. One of the things they introduced was you can have uh, painting frames. And you can put, you can buy paintings from all the various places uh, from your sightseeing log that you have accomplished. And you can buy equivalent paintings for those spots. Which is pretty cool to decorate your walls with all these beautiful paintings that are technically slightly visual edited screenshots of the game but they're nice so i like them that's interesting they they do have a lot of posters and stuff for different events like that's one thing i'll make sure to get is you know the holiday events and things like that just grab a poster so i can throw those up Oh yeah, that's why like i have a special place dedicated we have a in the basement of our mansion we have a bar area called the seabed and there's an area right beside the stairs when you come down that I've designated sort of like a movie poster type area and during certain holidays I will put up the posters for that that holiday 
when we start decorating the house, just kind of like, like, hey, it's Halloween time or it's Christmas time or it's Moonfire Fair time. Yep. A lot of people will have sort of various themes for their houses and even floors. Like, for example, for our Odin Sphere Free Company house, the top floor is split between what we call Elo's Crafting Nook, which is our friend Elo, or Elo Wolf. For the longest time, he was our major super ultra Omnicrafter. He still is, but we now have multiple Omnicrafters who really get into it, including Anna. But Elo was our first, like, insano crafter guy. And so we made him a little crafting area for him to sit around and craft in. And so we also have little mannequins that we can put gear on to show off stuff. And on the other side of the top level, we have our trophy room with all the various trophies of of the various primals and trials we've completed. And I'm kind of not for the trophy room. That is sort of my baby. I'm the one I started it in our small house or medium, medium house. Like it was just a little corner. But as the game has continued and as we have gotten bigger, there are so many different primals and trophies that they've introduced in the game. And one thing I do is when there's a new one that has been released, I don't immediately get it for us. I always wait until at least a full party of eight of us of in the FC have gone and cleared the, the content. And I, I feel like, I know it's dumb, I guess, but I feel like that way we can say we earned it as an FC. Like, you know, enough of us have cleared it. We have earned the right to put that trophy in the FC house. Yeah, it's not just like doing it as a pug and like, okay, we did it. Yeah, if that was the case, they would send me to Party Finder. I'd clear it and put it in the trophy house. Right, exactly. So I want to make sure enough of the FC, you know, and there's also a fun way to sort of get people involved like we we do farm nights now and especially with being able to unsync content we've been able to take people who never got to do some of these older contents because they just weren't ready for it at the time and now that we can unsync them we will take them in and you know are get able to help people clear it now and so that's always fun that we get to help people clear these things so they can feel like they earned that trophy too yeah of course like i've Sorry, I was just going to mention that, that the problem, though, is that they keep adding all these new fights, which means it's new furniture items. And so we keep filling up this trophy room. And now it's becoming every time there's a new thing. Oh, well, there's a new trophy. And that's yet one more item slot that we can't use for something else like Christmas decorations or what have you. So at some point, I think we're going to have to decide on which trophies to actually, you know, display. I have thoughts. Don't worry about that. Okay, I just, I was just, just saying. Like I was, I, I just sorry, Katie, as we were talking about it. You can still cycle them out if you needed well, to. Well, my one of the biggest re- things that takes up spots is a lot of these trophies are on pedestals, which are another yeah. housing item. So one trophy could take up two housing spots. So I've been trying to find, as they've introduced new housing items, I'm trying to find various either counters or shelving things that we can put those on so I can get rid of the the pedestals. And then, like, for example, I think our middle area is sort of the, if you want to go get stuff done, like we have most of our vendor characters, 
and all the bells and things and then stuff that you would want to click on. And then you have like our downstairs, what we call the seabed, which if you want to talk about dumb Dylan, the whole idea behind the seabed was when we were doing lots of hosting of RP events in our small house, we had built the seabed as this pub where the idea was that we would let all all the characters get drunk for free because we were very magnanimous and very, very giving because really we were using it as a tax haven to flush cash through to to, to stick it to the syndicate from Old Da. Because okay. my character, 4K, does not like the syndicate because they almost killed his mom. That's that's more backstory than I have ever thought to put into uh, any MMO character. Yeah, no, 4K's got lore, man. Like I, honestly, when I actually go through cutscenes and they give you chances to choose, like your response, I actually have to think, what would my character actually say? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I very much like that's an area where I don't have like as much player and character separation of like, how would I answer this question? Not how would my character answer this question? Who is a different person than me? And it's because of people like Basil that they have introduced these uh, tags to your house. I believe that's what they are. You can have various tags like role play or bakery or cafe or club or, I don't even know what all of them are right now off the top of my head. So you can even, because houses, you can either have them locked to where only you can go in, or you can have them open for anyone to go into. So a lot of people will use them for roleplay purposes. And I have been into some incredible places that, I mean, there are people that have like businesses out of these houses that are just insane. I know my apartment in Lavender Beds, I fashioned it to be a little bakery cafe thing and but yeah like it's it's incredible how the dev team and they they know how creative their player base is and they try to work to give them all the tools they need to be as creative as they need to and that's that's another thing with housing is people learn how to glitch items i have fallen down that rabbit hole many times and it's it's insane what you can do just sitting there and playing and clicking with these items in different ways. It's amazing what you can create. Yeah. I think that's where, uh, the flush toilets you were talking about came from, weren't they? Actually, no, the, uh, my flushing toilets are not glitched. They are just a chair and a table behind it and a Pazuzu altar under it. And the Pazuzu altar is interactive, where it makes like a, a swirly thing, so it looks like it's flushing. No, the glitches that I've done, especially in FC House or downstairs in the seabed, we've got the new lofts that they put out. But for, unfortunately, floor items cannot be set on the lofts. So you have to... People have figured out ways to glitch to where you can get... Like, we have some of the... Kotatsus, I believe that's what they're called. We have a couple of kutatsus on the the loft, so people could go up there and technically sit and watch the stage and whatnot. And those had to be glitched up there because they could not be placed on the lofts. So how do you glitch them? Like you, you 
for those specifically, what I there the, there's a video on YouTube. I would need to go look. And there's another uh, FF14 housing is amazing. Like so, this that particular glitch is you use a stage panel and Riviera shelf, and you have to get it directly under like the target box of the item you're wanting to to lift and you have to like it's very fast you have to put it where you want it to be and immediately escape out of it and it jumps onto the shelf and you do that over and over to lift it up onto the loft and then I believe the way to get it to actually stay is you have to rotate it and then you can rotate it back to where you want it it's that's kind of it's pretty complicated but so many people have figured it out and made youtube videos of it and it's kind of fun to play with that's kind of like the um i think there was something outside the free company house where like you could sit down and if you sat and jumped it would uh, launch you our, up to the top our housing elevator our, our, right. our, our elevator glitch yeah that was a very that was one of the first glitches we knew of because we've had that with our house from the beginning just about right basil yes yes our, our friend letho uh figured it out and showed you know doug how to do it and so we've always had that you know it was an arc of triumph and like the stump and a stump yeah yeah and, and it has to be because i had to figure it out when we moved mansions because i had to figure out it has to be like the the arch has to be angled just right where it's touching the fence and then it's touching the the stump and if it's done just right you can sit on the stump and hit space bar to jump and you're on the roof of the house basically like the uh hit boxes interact in such a way that it just throws exactly. you up there yep and you actually mentioned something a second ago, FF14 housing. I think I've used that site before where it will show you all the different pieces of furniture, which is really good because it's like you can't necessarily get that in game, I don't believe. So, yeah, the site is called FF14 or FF14housing.com. And I think for the English, you want to type in en.ff14housing.com. And it's very, very useful. Although. They have, within the past couple of patches, you can now actually preview every single furniture thing there is. Yes, that has become really nice. And I wanted to also mention, there's a Twitter and a podcast that, mostly it's a podcast that I follow, called HGXIV. And... Yeah, it's a play on, like, the, the housing channel and everything. But they, they have come up with and they share people's incredible like just glitch sort of not glitches exactly but just designs for housing and like how you get specific items like they've they've got tutorials a coffee machine or how to make a laptop in your house and just things like that that are so creative and it's it's so it's just so amazing Shoot, I remember one time we were doing a, a pub crawl with, with Denmo for all the Lollafells and what was it, the Lucky Sevens we ended up at, which was a big like, you know, RP yeah. casino and club thing where we had uh, people dancing for our amusement. 
But really, do you need anything else than Carbuncle stuff? You don't. That is my my favorite housing items. Is I am am I biased? Of course I am. But I love the Carbuncle armchair or the chronometer or the desk. I actually have every piece of Carbuncle thing there is to have in my house, my personal house. And your house itself is a bunch of Carbuncles with books. It's true, because one of the things you can do, we've talked a lot about of inside the house, but outside the house, there are all sorts of different personalized uh, designs you can have. They call them walls, but it's essentially the entire outside decor of your house. And one of the ones you can have is, where they, is the Carbuncle house, where everything is Carbuncle and book themed. And I play a summoner, I love my Carbuncles. It, it's perfect, so that's my outdoors. I've also discovered that the pillars that come with the Carbuncle house make it incredibly annoying to really do much with the actual outside decor, but it's perfect if you just want to fill the sucker up with some trees. Or the the minion shrubberies that you have. That, that is true. That I also shaped do. like <laughs> carbuncles and moogles and tonberries. Yeah. yeah, I have all the topiaries. I think I still have all the topiaries. But anyways, but I really, really do enjoy all the various carbuncle-themed lamps and tables and whatnot. What are y'all some of your favorite housing items? I really enjoy... There's a new one. There's the um, oh, it's the it's the bed that's in the wall, kind of, the sort of window bed. I can't remember the name of it. I really like that, and they've added a lot of neat like archways and stuff you can add to the house. But I think probably some of my favorites, some of the items that I use all the time, have got to be the bookshelves, and I love that you can add windows to the house, and when you add the windows. When it's daytime, light will come through them. Like, they're not just technically for show. Like, they are functional in that way. And I really think those are just so cute. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've placed a whole lot. Um, like I said. Oh, you I, can also put your tombstone phone somewhere in your house. That one's cute. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while since I've placed a whole lot. Like I said, I, I ended up collecting a bunch of trees and leaf piles and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the outside stuff is always so pretty because, like you said, there's, especially with the leaf piles, there's two different trees that, that have leaf piles associated with them. And there's a fall-looking trees and the cherry blossom trees, and they're so pretty. Yeah, and I am, um, I, I think kind of my approach to glamour in the game in general is just, like, being as normcore as possible. Like, because... Later on, you'll get the the crazy looking weapons and the crazy looking armor and and a lot of the 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 fancy items you can get for the house are like that. I'm like, no, 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 give me like the plain wooden desk, the plain wooden bookcase, you know, that, that sort of thing. There's one thing that I I I collect everything in this game. I have no inventory or retainer space in my seven eight retainers. And, but one of the things I do have a lot of, because you're, you're kind of just given them a lot, and especially if you buy the real-life plushies, you can get a lot of housing items. And one of the things that I have tended to collect over time are these stuffed animals in the game. There's They have a stuffed version of so many things. 
and I, I had no room. Like I tried to display them in my house. I never had enough room. So finally I had my apartment that I wasn't doing anything with. I, I had no ideas for how to decorate it. And finally I decided to make it into sort of a plushy themed cafe. So now I have somewhere to put all of the plushies. I have, there's like stands for them and there's like mounted wall boxes that you can put them in. And so it's, it's fun to see what, you know, to come up with things that you can do. Like my house is pretty normal and functional my apartment's a very cute little cafe. My FC room is actually a music little lounge area. That's that. Those are probably some of my other favorite items are the instruments that you can make because you can interact with them and they play like a little song on the instrument. Like there's a piano, a harpsichord, not a harpsichord, but a harp, uh, a tuba, drum, sort of a timpani. I believe. Oh, and there's a, I believe a cello type item too yeah i think i picked that up because it's like the closest thing to a guitar that they had so one other thing like you can pick up the orchestrians and place one in your house and then collect the different orchestrian roles and you can build a playlist of i think it's like five songs i believe it's maybe like eight even eight yeah okay yeah yeah. that that's i yeah the orchestrion was such a cool thing when they came out and you can get because they have songs from every dungeon every zone every primal and then from the housing merchants you can get the ambient noises which i think those are fun yeah i i think i loaded mine up with some of the ambient noises and like prelude and and the matoya's cave theme and some of the stuff from older final fantasies and apparently that was actually they had to really figure out how to actually make that work because originally with the apparently the music files are were different enough or hard enough to implement they couldn't just stick them in houses like they wanted to they actually had to to work on the various songs and there's a little bit of 3d audio going on so sometimes things will sound a little bit weird, different depending on where you are in the house or how you've angled your camera sometimes. And that was just to make sure they could all actually work. That's probably one of my most frivolous purchases of the game is I bought the Moodle Orchestrian uh, player on the Mog Station. And what it is, is it's a little Moodle and it has like a little trumpet and that's what i use to play my orchestrians on and it'll spin and it has like little music staff like rotating around it that's probably the one of my favorite items and probably one of the most frivolous purchases i've made with this game but yeah, orchestrians are definitely one of like the cooler things to do and it's always fun when various holidays come around like you know pretty soon we're going to have the whatever halloween event and playing all the spooky songs in the free company house or during Easter, when I can just play Poppy on every slot and I don't care and you can't stop me, I'll sometimes do that anyways. But, you know, during Easter, it's allowed. Uh, but we have talked about a lot of things about housing, except for the the one thing that will probably keep most people from doing it, and that is the price. Because these suckers are expensive. Oh, yeah, they do cost skill, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the plot and the house both cost separate amounts because i think i had to do that like i was right on the edge of buying the small plot and then i bought it and then i realized like oh crap i've got to get 
just a little bit more so I can actually build the house. And that's another reason like apartments and FC rooms are really good for beginning players because the FC room only costs 300k and an apartment costs 500k. But a small house can go anywhere from 3 to 4 million. Yeah, I mean it's not I don't consider myself like a hardcore player and I'm walking around with like six, seven, eight million at any given time. So I think like once you hit end game, you're going to have enough money to do it. Um, Unless you're a crafter and then you have less than a million like I do. Or you have oh. many millions. It really depends on how, how you do your crafting. Yeah. Like I've, I've noticed when I, when I leveled, I would buy a bunch of stuff level up and then at that point you know just go back to selling stuff once i hit 80 on everything i literally went through all of the the crafting materials i had and threw them on the auction house yeah what what really breaks you as a crafter is when you have to over meld gear the material is what breaks you as a crafter yeah that's more like the end game though if you're if you're trying to get like the high eye level gear right. as opposed to just hey i want to level to 80 just to have it all right so anything else housing wise we want to talk about any miss any things you have issues with housing um there's also where there's one thing we didn't mention is that they in recent expansion i believe this was uh you have here patch 4.1 they introduced storeroom to housing and that was a godsend because if you weren't using a housing item, you it took up inventory, it took up your retainer space. But in patch 4.1, they introduced the storage system where you could store your housing items through the housing menu. And so it didn't take up any of your inventory outside of housing. And you yeah. have a separate one for your in your house and one for out of your house. It's really nice because you don't have to do all the management to swap things around. Like, okay, I'm going to take this out of my house. I'm going to, you know, break it down back to my inventory. I'm going to put it on my retainer. Now I want to swap things out. I've got to go to my retainer and make sure I pull everything out. It's just, it's there and you can rotate things out. Other than that, you know, I you could always use more spots. We can always use more more inventory, more I I I filled up my yard so quickly. Like I cannot put anything else in my yard. The FC yard too, like that's the one that we tend to hit cap on super quickly, especially during the holidays. In the house, you know, like I said, you could always use more, but I, I found a ways around that one. But I, I enjoy the housing, the, especially once they introduced the previewing that they did this expansion. I love being able to, like, because you can go through and you're allowed to see every housing item that exists in the game. Like, you don't have to own it to preview it. And honestly, I would, you know, there's been so many items that I would put down to see if I liked it and then I didn't like it. But once you put it down, it's bound to you and you can't sell it. So that always stunk. So I like being able to preview it ahead of time. And because you can set it down, you can twist it around. You can actually, 
you only do it on an item per item basis, so you can't like just preview an entire house filled of stuff. But, and I believe it's under the social, there should be like preview indoor, pre-door, preview outdoor. But it lets you see everything and move it around. I think you can even dye it or something. Like, you know, you can really, really look at things. And that is very nice. I would love, at the very least, to have a them to double or even triple the storage for outdoors. Because they tend to always, every holiday event, it's very common for them to introduce... A couple sometimes, even more than just one, different housing items that you can have in the outdoor. And it's getting harder and harder where we just can't store anything because we're already at full storage capacity. And and even if we can't put any more stuff out in the yard, which would still be nice, but I get why we can't. I would love for us to at least to have more storage to hold stuff. Yeah, because... It seems like every every year when they do these events, they put more stuff out. And so that's just going to keep building. Yeah, the worst especially is Christmas because they introduced the snow mounds that one year. And each mound we want to put down to make it look like we have snow in our yard. But each one of those takes up a spot and then a spot in storage throughout the year. And oh, yeah. Yeah, to get get the effect. I don't I don't remember seeing those off the top of my head, but yeah, like being able to fill up a space with something that that would take a lot, a lot of items. I kind of wish there was also a way to do more customizability with the various theme houses because if you want to go I, I think Dylan called it what Normcore. Um <laughs> where you know, for the various basic housing types, you can customize your roof and your walls and your fence and some other things. But if you choose a themed house like the Carbuncle House, Paisa, or Moogle Home, or what what have you, those just become a set thing. And you can't change anything else about it. And that's just what it looks like. That one theme. I would love for them to do, like, you know... The carbuncle walls, but the Paisa fence or something like that. I would like to see more customizability on that front. It would be nice. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you're doing just kind of like a normal everyday house, you've got at least three different pieces and the stuff from the different grand companies mix and match pretty well. But if if you're doing one of the themed houses, I could see that they wouldn't necessarily want to break those down into multiple types of items that you have to buy separately. And I know the the biggest concern with housing is the savageness of it all. You know, when, yeah. when they introduce the new plots in three, in 5.4, it's going to be a bloodbath. Not everyone that wants a house is going to get one. You know, people have found a way around the only owning owning one house, and it's it really sucks. I wish there was a better way to do it. I honestly don't know of a better way to do it. I'm sure there are so many smarter people that have come up with with ways. 
but I and I know that that the dev team they're they're trying to make it as fair as possible for everyone. Now I, I believe this time around when five point four hits, it it will to to FCs first like it has in the past. I believe this time around it will be a free for all uh, FC and personal housing. So it's going to be even harder for FCs that want to get a bigger house or a house in general with you know fighting with with just individuals. So if if you if you're going for a house in 5.4, we wish you all the luck. You know, just uh, my advice is to go to the very last ward or maybe even in the middle of the list. Maybe even go to a subdivision and maybe you'll have a better shot. Also log out at the line in whatever kind of uh, district you want to be in. So be in the mist when you log out so that you can immediately run and pick whatever new ward you want to run into. I would even argue or recommend logging off in like a subdivision that may not be as... Honestly, I would say log into one of the first subdivisions you can log into because as time goes on, especially now that housing uh, demolition has been halted, you could, there's a high chance that people have not been playing are not very active. And so there's less people in that like subdivision. And that way, the less people that might log into that area the quicker you will log into that area. Therefore, you should be able to transfer over to the award you want that much quicker if you're really trying to min-max this thing, which you have to if you want a house. Also, I, another another thing that I know that we were... And this I haven't heard of this as much lately. I know this was a big thing when we were going for houses, especially with Shiragane when it first came out. Make sure you have yourself set to busy because people were there. It was known that some people were trying to trade people who were trying to buy a house to get the, to kick them out of it. But if you're set to busy, it won't be able to, they won't be able to do it. I, it's, it is tough because I remember, I remember trying and failing to buy a couple plots, but I think, I think there's also kind of, an aspect of patience to it. Like I remember when I decided when I got enough money to buy a house and decided I wanted to do it, I would just, you know, log on, check the list, go check them out, you know, wait around, log out, you know? And if, if you kind of approach it like that, it's not, not quite as bad. Like you don't have to make it a stressful experience, especially if you're in a free company and you, you know, you've already got a room or something like that that you've got access to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a definitely good advice because unfortunately it's, and we're seeing this just in real life, for example, with people wanting PlayStation 5s and then the Xbox, we can't decide on what name we really want for X. Yeah. Where there is just... And same thing in 14 Housing, there is just a whole lot of demand, but only so much supply and not nearly enough actual supply to meet demand. 
But it is also one of those kind of random things where, you know, if you just keep trying, like eventually you'll probably get one. Um, you know, patience is definitely a virtue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I would almost say as soon as you hit um, around 4 million gil, maybe even before that, start thinking about where you want to set up. Um start looking, start checking the ward lists to see uh, where there are empty slots, go by and check, you know, just, just kind of build it into your routine instead of, um, you know, making it kind of this one single mad dash. And, you know, I was thinking, this is advice from people that are on Leviathan, which is a very highly populated server. If you're on a lesser populated server, you might actually have much better luck at getting a house. Yeah, that is true. And also, we might eventually get Ishgard housing. Like, we're still very much in the whole rebuilding the ferment thing uh, in Shadowbringers. And at some point, they may give us Ishgard housing, and that could honestly upend everything where a lot of people will want to get Ishgard housing. And if they already have houses going into Ishgard, that means there's going to be a lot of plots in all these other residential districts that are going to open up too. So even in this next wave, you don't get it. Eventually, there is going to be a huge wave huge where a lot of people are going to want to move and it's going to open up a lot of spots other places and if if they've paused demolition there's also probably going to be a point in time coming where where all those people who stopped playing because people move in and out of games that's going to queue up and you're going to have just a huge chunk of houses come open um in a short time like we know of a small and a medium that are most likely going to be going up i know basil's hoping to get that medium but yeah yeah and and that may be a little bit easier than the the trickle every so often when they do demolitions like when they were doing it before so no I, i think there is a chance that if you want housing eventually you will get housing you've just it's true. Be patient. Try your best during the initial rush, but don't get too discouraged. If you do not land one in the initial rush, there are going to be more chances in the future. You'll get that house as long as you persevere. Yeah. May not be exactly the plot you want. It may not be at the top of the ward list, but you'll you'll get it eventually. And if all else fails, Buy Animal Crossing for the Switch to hold you over. That is, if you can find a Switch, which oh, is no. very similar to 14 housing at the moment. I love how you're you're pimping Animal Crossing, considering that would be the episode to go up after this. It's true. Yes. Huh. Synergy. Who would have thought? <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested in Animal Crossing, check out the Awesome Cast episode going up next week. So this has been the Carbuncle Chronicle, your podcast for everything awesome, but in Final Fantasy XIV. You can find 
these podcasts, as well as the traditional Awesome Cast and the Awesome Quest, which will also be getting updates soon. We don't know how soon, but soon. At AwesomeCast.com. You can also find us on the various social medias. And by various, I mean Facebook and Twitter. Mostly Twitter. You know, username, AwesomeCast. I also have a Twitter. It's at its basal time. Anna has a Twitter at... Angel Darkfire. The dark does not have an A. And you can find Dylan on Twitter at... Dylan Wolf. Yeah! Of course, the Awesome Cast is a production of Awesome Studios, or the Awesome Cast, or Awesome Central, or whatever we end up calling ourselves th- these days. It is edited by the wonderful, amazing Anna, who also did the theme song for this podcast. It's based off the original Awesome Cast theme, which was done by DJ Inabito. You can find him at djmedia.com. He also does Twitch stuff. Also, Awesome Cast members John and, and Buddy Mike also do These Are Video Games, which you can also find on Twitch uh, at These Are VG. Is there anything I'm missing? I don't think so. Yoshi P is the producer of Final Fantasy 16. That that is true. That is true. That is that will probably actually get covered when we record the Animal Crossing Awesome Cast. But that that's a podcast for another time, another recording session. But for those of us here on the Carbuckle Chronicle, thank you, adventurers, for listening, and may you ever walk in the light of the crystal till sea swallows all.